Hello, welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast. It looks like our experiment worked. We were trialling a new video. We were doing the countdown anticipation for a new look Franchise Tag Podcast for the year. I'm your host, Freddie Hall. We have Andrew joining us. We also have Johnny Bisbee, who you remember from the off-season, who uh, came on and did an interview with us, owner of the Off-Grid website. We saw advertise also on that front page as well. Andrew, Johnny, welcome. Thank you. The wait is over, ladies and gentlemen. We finally had it. Week one, the NFL. We may not have been great in the build. We did an episode. But we had we had a stag dude to think about, didn't we, Andrew? We didn't need fantasy. We didn't need a build-up show. We just needed pure NFL fun. That's all we needed, and that's all we thought we deserved this weekend. So, NFL, we are back. We are ready to go for another season again. Episode one here, return of the NFL. What a joyous weekend it was. What a joyous occasion it was. Fantasy football back as well. New players on new teams. The drafted players from the 2022 draft came to come out as well. Oh, it was just too much to handle. And on top of that, I'm a Steelers fan. So you can imagine by the end of month, end of the, about 10 o'clock in the evening, I was buzzed and crazy. And I had so many mixed emotions. <sighs> February's a long time away. We've got a long, long season ahead of us, ladies and gentlemen. But at least the NFL is back now. Andrew, thank you for joining us again. Johnny, again, thank you for joining us. What a weekend it was. We were a little hungover, Andrew, when we got home to watch the games. I mean, we, the, the, the idea on Sunday morning of being able to lounge and watch the rest of the NFL for the rest of the evening on the sofa after the raucous weekend that we had for your stag do. Um, I, I mean, what, what what occasion we had. Yeah, absolutely great. I mean, what we couldn't ask for more from a week one. Uh, I know me and the lads had all planned to probably carry on the stag do on the Sunday night and watch some some football together. But I was like, no, I just want to focus, sit at home and watch. <laughs> I'm glad I did because I managed to get multiple screens on, watch a load of the games, add red zone on as well. So it was just perfect. Um, I was talking to you off camera, Fred. I think there wasn't a single dull game. Uh, you know, at a push, maybe the Buccaneers game was a bit dull. But other than that, every single game had something worth watching. And Johnny, usually the man of the written word. I mean, the website's got plenty to talk about off-grid NFL for this week coming because so much happened. Some ups, some downs, some highs, some lows. We're going to have to see what happens going into week two, aren't we? I mean, lots to talk about today, isn't there, Johnny? Oh, absolutely. Just echoing exactly what you've just said there. What a weekend. It's great to be back. And uh, yeah, talking about the sport we love. I think, you know, we've made so many predictions over this off-season. It's been a long seven months or so but um yeah there's so much unpredictable drama on sunday um you know teams who we really didn't expect to be getting victories this early on in the season you know picked up some vital wins so yeah i'm looking forward to the next four months and see what see what unfolds touchdowns sacks a whole load of missed kicks week one here it is andrew if you'd like to kick us off this week with with what you're bringing to the table it'll be the same sort of show we did last year with was bringing topics i mean it is week one so there's a lot a lot to talk about and there's so many subjects we are going to probably touch on today but andrew if you want to get us all kicked off here today we'll, we'll, we'll discuss our uh the joyous occasion of the nfl i mean yeah i mean uh johnny just mentioned there that we made a load of these predictions but for me, one of those predictions came right. And I said, I've been multiple shows, including the build-up, the Cowboys are so overrated. It's unbelievable. And I think I was right, uh, despite the fact that Dak Prescott is injured and out for what could be four to six weeks. They looked so poor even when he played. That O-line that I said wasn't good enough was bad. The run game was non-existent, declining. No weapons on wide receiver. 
I said CD Lamb wasn't ready to be wide receiver one. What do you have? 11 uh, targets, two receptions. You know, what's going on there and what hold, what is for the future for them? Because, you know, is it Cooper Rush or do they go out into free agency? But I'm glad as a Giants fan that I was right, that the Cowboys were not going to win that league and they were going to be poor. I mean, you, it's a tougher game at any time playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are a, a hell of a team. Tom Brady, I mean, he, he though there was the off-season drama with him, maybe, you know, re retiring, then unretiring, seeming to sort of sign a TV contract already, even though he's still playing. When you get a team like that this early on in the season in your house as well, there is a certain expectation that you need to perform against them. And it was later in the game that Dak did get injured. And to put... So he scored three points. It's worrying signs, isn't it, Johnny? I mean, when we talk later, there might be a little bit of maybe we shouldn't overreact about these sort of things. But you're playing a big team early on. That's This is where you get the wins, where you can get some good wins to sort of establish and kick off your season. And Dallas didn't look like they were, they were at the races for that, did they? Yeah, absolutely. I think even before Prescott got injured, you know, his, his stat lines, his numbers were really, really poor. They really offered nothing and the Buccaneers didn't really have to, to move out of second gear. Um, yeah, it was a really disappointing um, opening day. I think, you know, as Andrew, um, you know, sort of, sort of mentioned about one of his predictions, that was always something that, that we were, you know, sort of honing in on, the, the, the real weakness um, of their um, additions this year, I think. Um, they lost so many players that we sort of don't really talk about, I think. Um, even on defence, I think, you know, Randy Gregory is such a great player. Um, I, I think in last season um, or the last, you know, last couple of seasons, I think they're going to really miss someone like him. Um, and offensively as well, there's 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 real little um, positives in um, in their offensive line without um, Smith. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those. There's nothing I can really really get excited about. But I think it's going to be a really difficult season for for Mike McCarthy and um, and his team. And it's looking like an injured form for Dak Prescott, which I, I when upon watching the highlights, I couldn't really I sort of gauged it was sort of the latter half of the game, but it's it's worrying signs as well, isn't it, Andrew? You know, the next if it's four to six weeks, they've got the the Bengals, the Giants, the Commanders, uh, the Rams and the Eagles and the Lions. That's the next six. If missed four, it's only the Bengals, the Giants, uh, the Cowboys, uh, sorry, the Commanders and the Rams. So but, but that is worrying now. I mean He's had a few injuries. They got paid big only a short time ago. There was so much hustling and about whether he'd get paid, whether he would get that contract. Obviously, these things happen. You know, a lot of these things are out of control. It was on a um, a collision with Shaq Barrett, if, if I can remember rightly. With Cooper Rush coming in now, is, is this is this going to really hinder that latter part of the season for the Dallas Cowboys, if, especially if he's out for six weeks? Yeah, I think it's going to hinder them. I think they've, they've Jerry Jones has really put that organisation in a really tough spot. You know, if you're going to go out and pay your quarterback $40 million a year, um, you know, you, you're already highly paying your running back, overpaying him, you're highly paying a lot of people on the O-line that are, that are older. To not bring, to, to know that Jack has had, what, several injuries in the past, the last couple of years, as an oblique injury, he's had his ankle injury. They've brought in nothing to really... What's the contingency plan if this all goes, if he does pick up an injury again? Um, so I think they've only got themselves to blame in this. I know it's a, a, a thumb injury and no one could have called that, but Cooper Rush is your, is your option. Um, 
Yeah, I think they're I think they're gonna really, really struggle. As we said, they weren't great with Dak, and he was supposed to be the saving grace quarterback like you've seen from Mahomes and Brady, where they, they can take poor wide receiving calls and turn them into great teams. You're paying him all that money to do that. And it, it was it just wasn't there. So for a backup to come in and then be asked to do uh, an MVP season, which is what we were saying Dak needed for them to be good, I, I think you're asking way too much. And uh, I think they're really, really going to struggle big time. Um, who knows what they're going to do with that quarterback position. But I, th I think they've got to stick with Cooper Rush because he knows the system. I, I, I don't think bringing in uh, and trading for someone else or bringing in Newton or Kaepernick or... Jimmy G or anyone like that's really going to help because he's got to learn the system from scratch again. How many weeks? He's, by the time they've learned the system, mm. Dak will probably be back. So, mm. yeah, I think they've got to stick with Cooper Rush and I don't. I think that's asking too much of him to, to, to win any tight game or big game. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, we, we saw the news that it's, it might not be as as um, as bad as it, it, first, it first seemed for Dak um, news today, but... I think by week six, you know, they've, they've got to play um, teams like the Bengals, uh, the Rams, um, divisional you know rivals like the the Giants and Commanders, who you know looked quite impressive actually in in, in parts um, this this weekend. Um, I still think the Cowboys perhaps are um, you know a little bit better than both of those teams, but you could be talking you know the Cowboys with just one win um, after the first six or seven games this year when you know when Dak does return. So. That's already their season over. It's um yeah, it's it's going to be a real struggle um, these couple of weeks. Um and even you know when when Dak returns. Uh, for me, I mean, with Dak, if Dak's not going to be there, big players need to step up big time. Your Michael Parsons, your um your Trayvon Diggs, your Zeke Elliott, your CD Lamb. These players need to take a massive step up further if they're not going to go and get someone. I can get where Andrew you're coming from with. If you get anyone in now, they've got to learn the system. Jimmy Garoppolo, experienced veteran, he could do that. So could Cam Newton. Colin Kaepernick has been put out there. I, I think it would be ridiculous to bring Colin Kaepernick in without any preseason, without any camp, without anything. I think that would be totally insane. And that's not against me saying I don't want him in the league or anything like that. I, I'm looking at the, the scope of this. You need a player who is NFL ready. Garoppolo is NFL ready out of all of them, really, if anything, because he's been in training camp. He's been around the team. He knows systems. Um, Newton similarly as well. I have a Newton's had a year off, really. I, 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 for me, I'd sit with Cooper Rush. Uh, the Jimmy G temptation is there. But does Jimmy G, is the Jimmy G story over in San Francisco necessarily? We don't know about that in the building at the minute. Trey Lance was impressive-ish, I suppose, against Chicago in, in crazy conditions. Everyone needs to remember in Chicago as well. It was flooded. It was totally crazy there. Um, but injuries have paid key focus, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I would like to move on maybe to my Pittsburgh Steelers because there's key injuries coming out there. We'll talk about the, the game as well because it was sensation, sensational with TJ Watt. I mean, uh, one doctor says the season. One doctor has said six weeks. It looks like a torn back. He even said it when he was walking up. It was, it's a torn, torn it. Um, Najee had a foot injury. However, it looks like Najee's going to be um, hopefully playing week two. He says he's good to go against the Patriots. But is it wise to push your running back to come back quickly? I don't know. But let's talk about the Steelers-Bengals game because there was a lot of exciting games. But for me, I'm sorry, as a Steeler fan, that was the best game of the weekend in my mind because it was just so to and fro it was against you know the super bowl finalists 
the, the defensive impact the Steelers had, but also the impact for the, the Bengals' defense as well. They were really, really good at times as well. Um, I, I mean, Johnny, for you, and now you have no interest if the game's only if you saw the full game, but these two teams, divisional game, the win is with Steelers, but really if Bengals won the war in a way because they came out of this healthier, I suppose. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the Steelers' defense, obviously, with with TJ Watt injured, um, that's obviously a, a really big worry. But I think they'll really keep them in the hunt for the the AFC North this year. Um, you know, Mitch, I thought was okay. You know, uh, during the game, I thought he played you know, reasonably well. Um, still think you know Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy in the next um, uh, in the coming weeks. Um, I think that transition may start um, sooner than we sort of expected, but. Yeah, the defense was was fantastic. Um, you know, um, Minka Fitzpatrick was the standout with mm. you know his his sort of numbers in terms of um, his pick, his um, um, his block on on the kick from um, McPherson. Um, but there was also some some really good good outstanding um, displays from the likes of um, it's uh, Alex uh, Highsmith, uh, the linebacker. Mm. He he recorded. It, was it three sacks? I think on um, um, yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, these sort of players, I think, are, are going to step up. You know, people who we've perhaps not heard of, um, well, not heard as much of, um, as I say, in, in the last couple of years because of the you know the likes of of Haywood and and, and Watts um, being the standouts on this defense. But um, but yeah, I really do think that the Steelers have one of the best defenses in um, in the entire league um, and have done for, for for some time. So yeah, I think. Their blitzing was fantastic, um, and if they can keep that up, then they'll be absolutely fine. I, I think that's one of the best Fitzpatrick games I've seen him play. The Steelers. He usually is. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic safety, but he, he really didn't have a great day last year. And the years before that, it takes him like I don't know five games to get like going in a way, and then he has a big impact game, and then he tends to you know he have a couple of inceptions, you know, sort of. And then he will go from there and be pretty good the most the rest of the year. This was impact like him and Mixon were just barking at each other the whole game. It was like great to see sort of like an, an AFC North rivalry have a bit more fire to it than maybe some of them had in in the last like one or two years. Like you know, remember a lot of the big hits that we've seen in in the AFC North, and I mean there was big hits this weekend as well, which we'll probably talk about later. But Andrew, for you, the Bengals is this. Worrying signs a little bit, or do you think they, they it was just one of them days for Steelers where the, the, the defense really came out and uh, and that you know they they're still easy going to be winning the AFC North? Yeah, I mean, like we said at the top of the show, uh, week one, uh, don't get ahead of yourself with what's going on, and, and to play uh, big teams and winning teams and teams that did well last year, week one is the week to play them because those the O lines aren't fully fresh, are they? And we saw that with with the, the, the Bengals. Their O-line just wasn't up to scratch, despite the fact they've been out uh, and spent a lot of money on it and developed it. And it's going to take a couple of weeks for it to gel in real NFL time. So I'm not worried about that team at all. We saw They went behind early and we saw them step it up and get right back in it to be in, they, if anything, to win it. If, if Evan McPherson missing, missing kicks, that's not something we saw a lot last year. So I think that's that's the anomaly that we're looking at really with this game that they missed a couple of kicks to win the game and get themselves back in it. So they've got that fight, the grit, and and Joey Burrow looked great when he was playing from behind. And we've always said that about teams: how well do they play when they're behind? And they look good still. So I've got no issues against a defense that we've all said is incredible. 
I mean, to lose what offer, that's nothing. When you're looking at the linebackers, when you're looking at Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Alex Highsmith, you brought in Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Haywood, you've got a great rookie, and DeMarvin Leal as well. I'm not worried about that defence. I'm sure you're not. What, what you've had in the last five years, three years, you've lost one of your big names every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they always bring in someone else, another piece, and, and it just gels and it works and someone else steps up. So I think we're going to see that again. Uh, and the Steelers, we're get, I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw from them. Big defensive mm-hmm. plays, big games, and the offence just keeping them in the game and plodding along and, and being serviceable. I think we said that in the off-season, serviceable from that offence. We'll see you through and um, I think you'll be fine. But yeah, I'm not worried about the, the Bengals one bit. It's, it's week one. Uh, mm. it, takes a couple, it takes a bit of time to gel. And like I said, they, they, they played well from behind. Yeah, they, they do really well. I definitely thought in that game that the Bengals could take it. I didn't think their offense missed a beat. Though, though we were very good as a defense, I thought Jamar Chase still looked great. They were unfortunate to get an injury to T. Higgins quite early. Tyler Boyd still played really well. I mean, they still look really great. And their defense wasn't bad either. They caused the Steelers' offense a lot of problems. Um, I, I think they're still going to be in the race this year for that AFC Championship. They're, they've been really good. I, I What was injured for the Steelers like, last year or the year before? And it definitely impacted. It definitely impacted. Um, it take when you've got such an explosive player, the an impact player like him, it does draw the focus to it. You know, he does draw the focus of all them offensive linemen and and the whole of the offense really. Um, so I, I worry a little bit about the Steelers, but again, you're right, Andrew. In, this, in terms of we've lost big players every year, and still managed to string string together some some wins. So hopefully. You know, we can establish ourselves a bit more. Mitch can ease in a little bit more. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I feel like we've started a little bit negatively. You know, we've talked about people not doing great injuries, sadness, missed kicks, bad things. So I'm going to move on to a player who didn't miss a single beat at all in the late game. And that was one Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings. The wide receiver had 184 receiving yards, two touchdowns, gritty in his way right back into the 2022 season as much as he did in 2021. Andrew, I, this guy's just pure special talent. Every time he's on the field, he deserves to be in that mantra of, of a top wide receiver. Now, in fact, not just Joseph, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, we talk about a lot of wide receivers who really just showed how elite. Devontae Adams moving over to the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders didn't win, but he looked really very comfortable in that Raiders offense. Uh, Jamar Chase looking great as well. Cooper Cup missing a step, maybe, but... Still looking, you know, still showing what he can do with the ball. Are you impressed by that some of these impact players have just got right back on the horse back into the season? And and how exciting is it for their futures as well? Yeah, well, me and Adam have spoke about this a lot, that we find there's so much more value in the college wide receivers coming out these days that it's time to move on from the big paid ones and cash in on these guys because they're NFL ready day one. Uh, and they come in and they do this. And then, you know, it's great for Jefferson as well because he went out there and he said, I'm the best player. I'm going to be wide receiver one. And and he backed it up with a, with a great performance like that against a rival, which is, which is fantastic. But there's so many great youngsters in there. We saw people move teams as well. AJ Brown moving to the Eagles mm. and putting up the numbers. I mean, I think the Diggs, I don't know if... Um, if you just watched the highlights of the, of the Bills game, he was shown not once other than like one 
is 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 uh, is touched out. But he, he's he put up, against Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. He but he had like what 122 yards and sort of eight nine catches. He had just quietly going about his business and doing great. So there's there's so many exciting players to watch and uh, yeah. The I said that the Vikings were going to be a bit more explosive on offense with their new head coach and and the way they play. Uh, again, still not worried about the Packers. They were terrible week one last year. So, <laughs> and Johnny, for you as well. I mean, you talk we're talking about big name receivers, I suppose. But there's players out there. Gabe Davis. I mean, phew, what a game he had. You say Stefan Diggs had a good game. What a game Gabe Davis had. And, there's play, you know, Tyreek Hill looked decent at Miami. There's some, there's going to be some time for these guys to, to you know, adjust back in there for now. But how excited, excited are you for the receivers that are maybe not seen as the first string guys? But yeah, you know, the, 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 I know there's no out and out number one at the books, but Chris Godwin looked really right back on on the on the stretch there. How excited are you to see these offenses work this this, uh, this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, Gabe Davis. I think the the, the Bills. Looked- Looked absolutely outstanding. I thought on on um, on Thursday, um, very sort of Patriots like for the the past. I thought you know there's so many people that they can sort of trust who aren't necessarily the main guy. You know, we talked about Davis. He's got a lot of hype this um, this off season um, about being you know he's going to have a breakout year and all that. But, um, but yeah, he was he was fantastically ticking. But I think going back to you know Andrew's point about the the big names, some of the big names who are returning who haven't necessarily you know over the last year perhaps haven't played as much or haven't hit the numbers um, that we were used to seeing of them. Uh, Michael Thomas was someone who I thought had a fantastic weekend. Um, mm. Yeah, really back with a, a, a bang. Um, and obviously the, some of the college uh, wideouts, John Dotson, um, who's probably the number two guy behind McLaurin in, um, in Washington. Um, Chris Olave looked quite good uh, as well for the Saints. Um, and while the Jets had a, had a pretty terrible uh, David on Sunday, um, Garrett Wilson was a little bit of a highlight. But, you know, he had a couple of um, nice plays. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting to see these these names who you know perhaps aren't in the top um, the top five, the top ten receivers in the league really sort of stepping up um, and making a name themselves. I'm sure we'll have a lot of change in in those sort of top tens uh, come the end of the year. And um, yeah, it'll be great to see what um, what these guys can do over the next few weeks. Speaking of movement, Johnny, I mean, there was players, big name players on positive sides and on negative sides as well. I mean, one big player, one player who, well, I'd say maybe not one, if not big player, so to speak, but a player who's had some history in the NFL now and is not really, has, has opinions divided, let's say. People have wrote him off a little bit. How, how impressed were you with Carson Wentz at the Commanders? I mean, he he did really well. He put a lot lot of silence to some of the critics for his first game and I'll talk about the 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 well the the other bunch as well who were at new teams and didn't look so impressive. Yeah absolutely I think the commanders were we we did a piece today on off grid on you know some of our talking points um you know from week one and I think the commanders are going to be one of my interesting you know a team that I'm really looking forward to watching over the next few weeks. Um they've got some dangerous wideouts as we've we've mentioned in McLaurin uh, and Dotson but yeah Wentz um, you know he was impressive at times um, I, I think you know the, the Wentz of old would be fantastic to bring back to to um, to, to Washington there was there were some times where you know, <laughs> you know we come sort of accustomed to with Carson Wentz you know he had a bit of total time with it in um, in Indianapolis but um, but yeah I thought overall his his stats were 
were great. Um, uh, Curtis Samuels, another guy who had a, um, a, a great great game for the commanders he found him uh, really well so I, I, I'm quietly thinking that Washington could have a great year offensively um, you know they've got the defensive names to, to back it up um, as well so yeah I think I'm really yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do um, in the coming weeks um, you know they've got a division obviously the Eagles were very impressive um, um, at the weekend but I think still think they're very beatable as uh, the Lions sort of showed and then the Giants and the Cowboys, you know, two teams who you back yourself, I think, um, against in this common climate. But um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what this commanders team and Wentz can do um, this year. On the on the flip side of that, Andrew, I suppose, when we look at the quarterbacks who did move, I mean, Baker going back to Cleveland, you know, Baker losing against Cleveland, Russell losing against um, the Seattle Seahawks, Matt Ryan only getting a a draw uh, with with the Houston Texans is that just week one jitters for these new guys at new teams because Matt, you know Matt Ryan Russell Wilson very established great quarterbacks in this league someone who I've been who I absolutely adore and obviously Baker play well okay I don't adore but he really had a moment to sort of stick it to the Cleveland Browns and um didn't really work out for him it seems like the after the game of Russell and the Seahawks though everything was quite amicable there him and DK had a really nice moment it seemed like yeah, Shelby Harris wasn't as uh, complimentary though, was he? <laughs> not, I've not heard that. What happened? Oh, they interviewed him after the game, and he was just like, "That's why you, when you trade players, we come, we step up, and we show you what it's all about." And at the end of it, I think he went, "That's rad." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I have to watch that. Yeah, he was. He, you know, obviously he was in that trade. I don't think he wanted to leave, but yeah, you should watch the interview they do with him after the game because there was a lot of emotion in it for him. I felt so. Uh, that was. Uh, Quite, quite nice to see, but obviously, yeah, when the, the biggest upsets, I think the Broncos sort of lost it themselves, really. I mean, two fumbles on the goal line from two reliable backs. They should have put that game uh, to bed. Um, I think Russell, Russell Wilson did, did enough to, to, to get them over the line. They just weren't great with the ball. Mm. As for the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, he was late, late to the building, hasn't been in that team very long. I don't think he played badly. He was, you know, again, a guy that when he was behind still stepped up and still was in the game all the way to the end. And they played against the team that the only thing we said was wrong with the Browns was the fact that they were unsure of what they were going to have at quarterback. We knew they were a great defense and it showed again. Uh, and Mayfield, I, I think he was a bit unlucky not to come away with a win in that game. I think he, he had the chance as well. It's the Matt Ryan one that you've got to really have a look at and, and and wonder what happened because they should be beating that Texans team with the pieces they've got. They all said preseason, this is the team that's strengthened uh, in the offseason and Matt Ryan being at the helm and uh, Jonathan Taylor, they have put in a couple of nice bits of wide receiver with some of their younger guys, but they didn't, they didn't overly throw the ball that much, which we thought was going to be the case, but he, Matt, the eye should be, in the in the in the points towards the end of the game is why you brought him over to get you over the line and win those close games and he just it just it just wasn't there for me uh, I felt like Mayfield had it I felt like Russ had it I, and I love Matt Ryan I thought this Colts team would be a dark horse one to watch out in the, for, for in the playoffs still might be it didn't it didn't work early doors with Wentz and it picked up and they looked great towards the back end of the season. It may be a little bit about that. Like I said, week one, we can keep saying that. It's week one. 
divisional rival. So the Texans might have been up for it a bit more. So that was a bit of a concern for me, that, that display that they put on because it was very flat uh, and it just wasn't exciting like some of the other teams, like the Lions. They were still exciting, weren't they? Um, so that's my concern there. You've got, I said it with the Giants uh, last year and the year before, we're, we weren't exciting. And if you're not exciting, the fans will be on you straight away. Uh, so you can't just hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and say, that's what we do now, because it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, and they need to be uh, lighting it up and, and doing the business. And then if they do lose these close games or drop tie these close games, you won't be as harsh on them and the critics won't be there. So that one for me was the, the, where the question marks really looked. Would you agree, Johnny, with that? Yeah, very disappointing, I think, for the Colts. I, I remember seeing a stat on um, uh, on Sunday. I think no team um, gained more yards than the Colts' offence um, on Sunday. But, you know, I think it was around 15 or 16 teams scored more points. What Andrew says is is, is absolutely right. You've got to excite, um, um, you know, in, in this league. Um, and there were just parts missing. I think a lot of it is down to the supporting cast, um, you know, you can rely on Jonathan Taylor as much as you like, but it does become a point. I think you know, you know, they have they have some big big names on on um, on on offense. Though they've got the highest paid guard in the league. Um, the, yeah, the line wasn't incredible. Um, and yeah, I, but it comes back to it. I think it's week one. Don't get carried away. Um, I still have belief in this Colts team to be um, a genuine force in the playoffs. Um, I think they should win um, uh, the AFC South um, with a little bit of ease. Uh, having watched the Titans game, I'm, I'm not particularly sure um, how they're going to end up this year. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just one of those one of those days for the Colts and Matt Ryan. Um, I'm sure they'll pick it up um, in the coming weeks. Now, I would just feel just awful if I got to do this podcast and just talk about the Steelers and not let you guys at least mention your teams for a minute and talk about how happy you were, or how sad are you, or how, how the positives that you saw in your team. So, Johnny, I mean, you're 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 a Jags fan, right? Jets, unfortunately. Yes, okay. even worse. <laughs> well, yeah. it, what, what what did you see from the Jets this this game against Baltimore? I know it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was twenty four to nine. You could argue a team like the Ravens should be up putting more points on you. I, I thought there was positives in the game, personally. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, I, I mentioned Garrett Wilson, uh, Source Gardner as well. Glimpses of, of his potential. Um, there's been like our lockdown corner for the next you know few years, which is brilliant. I think everything, you know, the Jets, it's the hope that always kills you. I feel mm. even with the difficult storylines of, you know, the last couple of weeks with, Zach Wilson getting injured, um, Beckton getting injured. I still felt optimistic that this team was was going to improve. You know, even in week one, that's not necessarily to say that I thought we'd beat the Ravens. They're obviously a, a brilliant team, and like you say, you know, we restricted them to to just um, uh, twenty odd points. But um, but yeah, I really didn't see much to get excited about um, on offense for us. Um, Joe Flacco threw the ball. Almost sixty times, and there were only. I thought you were just going to end it there. Joe Fra Flacco threw the ball, and you're like, that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm not excited about. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a struggle. I think the first the first few weeks, 
I can't see us winning a, a game for, you know, we've got the Browns and the Bengals up next to, you know, exceptional defences on the day. Um, and with Flacco at the, the helm, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult. Um, so, you know, we shouldn't overreact. There is plenty of time um, time left in the season. Um, I still think this Jets team, um, if Wilson can get back and, you know, start progressing um, like we're expecting him to with, the, you know, the pieces around him, we can still hopefully pick up, I think, five or six wins. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're very much in another rebuild of a season um which you know is frustrating but um but yeah that's that's the you know the way we live i suppose um it was obviously pleasing to see the patriots um really struggle on offense um against the dolphins who look very impressive um but yeah again i'm I'm still not sure I'd, i'd back the jets um against any other divisional rivals um this year so yeah, we'll see. But um, but yeah, I'm being very pessimistic as usual um, on our chances. Of course, going around over to the other New York team, playing the same stadium. I, I thought you were a Jags fan. I don't know why I thought that, even though you were on for the Jets. I think just last minute was thinking about it. So to the Giants, I suppose, same stadium, same sort of same team, I suppose, in a weird way. Um <laughs> problems Andrew happy with some of it I mean you came away with the win you must be really pleased that get with that against a, a good Tennessee team as a Giants fan I don't think there's anything you can be disappointed with in that game uh we went in it with a lot of injuries and a lot of guys that haven't seen a lot of NFL football played well um I thought let's not take it away that Titans team's still a decent team it's not the team that it was but it's still a good team um, so the performance that we put in, I was really happy uh, across the board. I think a lot of those defensive players that that came in that are filled in spots played very well. The, the O-line looked loads better. Uh, Daniel Jones, again, we gave him a very simple playbook to play. Uh, we didn't oh, like put, take him out of his comfort zone too much. But I don't mind that week one. What we saw from him was the fact that he only missed three passes so his completion percentage has gone up. That was the biggest issue. Uh, yeah, he had a fumble, but the big thing is, is, is Saquon's back. Uh, and he's back mm. with a bang, and he looked like him old, his old self. Last year, we saw him sort of timidly running at people or not really. But we saw him run through people this week, and I think that's, that's, that's great for uh, a Giants fan to watch. Uh, I, I, and we saw some wide receivers catch the ball that, you know, Richie James sort of step up. There's nothing as, as a Giants fan. We weren't overly exciting, but we were exciting when it needed to be. And we went for the win, which I thought, which I thought was great. What have you got to lose as a Giants fan in that game? You drive down the field, you kick to tie it up and, and probably lose on, on the coin toss and lose the game, or you go for the win. Uh, and it's nice to see us go for it and, 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 put it all out there and, and and with a new head coach as well putting his first win on the line it's great to see and uh i'm i'm really pleased with how we've started again i'm, I'm not going to be overly optimistic and be like yeah we're going to win this division now and uh that's, that's uh gonna gonna be great i'm not going to put it out there like that but it was it there was lots of stuff to like from it uh, equally i think uh, i think johnny was a little bit harsh on his jets to be fair a little bit earlier i mean i thought if you're playing the, the the Ravens and you keep them to like 50 rushing yards, 
I think that's a pick in the, in the game plan box, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I think he's a little harsh on, on his Jets. But, yeah, as a Giants fan, I, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased we've won. There was, there's a lot of nice things to take from it. Certainly, there was. And I, I'm, I'm very interested to see with the Jets and the Giants moving forward. It's, it's going to be really fun to see what's happening over in, uh, in New Jersey. Um, player that maybe didn't play for your team but really stuck out week one, Andrew, as a... As a a wow sort of prospect, maybe maybe a player from the draft or maybe a player that we know is good or, or someone that really caught your eye. Because the, when you sit down and watch Red Zone, I mean, I watched a bit of Red Zone, I watched Steve's game then of tiredness. I didn't watch all of Red Zone or anything like that. But it's usually a player that you go like, oh, I feel I'm going to be hearing his name week on week doing something. Was there any player like that this week for you? I mean, it's not necessarily, uh, wow, this player really stepped up and had a real good game mm. and and uh, I'm really excited to watch him play. The player that I was I was excited about watching and I was I really want to back him this year was Justin Fields. And I thought mm. he put a lot of the uh, haters quiet. You know, he's, he silenced them because I felt like he played really well. Uh, he had no O-line whatsoever. Like, if, if you watch the game, he still got beat up. But he's, his ability to move and get out of out the pocket and still make plays and, uh, and throw the ball downfield with 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 um, a lot of consistency against, again, another good team. Yeah, the weather was bad, but, you know, it was bad for him as well. And I felt like he really stepped up and showed, I'm, all the haters are saying we're rubbish, we're not going to win and I'm not good enough. And he really showed me that he is the guy that I thought he was and he can break that Ohio State curse for quarterbacks mm-hmm. and he will, fingers crossed, be exciting uh, every game. So for me, just Justin Fields was one. I was like, yes, thank you. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's there's certainly a difference though. Being an exciting young good quarterback, but the team still losing a lot, which I still feel like they will. Do you think there's a difference there? Surely, isn't there? I, I, yeah, I mean, uh, like the Lions, we said this about the Lions. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't win many games last year, but you wanted mm. to watch them every week, didn't you? You still wanted to watch yeah, them. Uh, yeah. and, and for me, I think Justin Fields has gave you that that little edge that you might go, mm, I might tune in and see how he does. Yeah, see yeah. if this guy is the one. So, uh, like for me, it, it was more about what he can do, and I'm excited about him. Uh, so I'll be definitely following to see if he can uh, do better each week, even if he doesn't win. Same same question over to you, Johnny. Yeah, I'd just like to echo uh, what Andrew said there. It's half of the game against the 49ers, but really showed, yeah, his, his true sort of potential. I think he looked a lot calmer and a lot, yeah, just a lot. It was a year two sort of game, you know. He wasn't a rookie. He uh, matured a lot, I think, um, in, in some of his plays. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him um, in what is a, a, a really weak-looking uh, bear side this year, um, but my rookie, I think that stood out. I think he came on three or four times um, at red zone. He was always making something, um, a play or something. Um, was the number one pick from last year, um, uh, from this year? Sorry, um, Trem Walker. He was, um, yeah, what was it? A sack, an interception, start on your on your NFL debut. It's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I he kept appearing, and I think we're going to see a lot more of him um, in this Jags team. Which um, you know, I've, I've watched the highlights back from that game, and I didn't really get ex- anything excited 
um, about too much um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of issues still still there, I think, for, for the Jags. Um, but Walker is definitely someone who, um, you know, it's a progressive um, um, player who's, you know, going to come in and hopefully do wonders for this team. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see see what he can do over the next coming weeks um, and months for the Jags. Yeah, I think he's certainly excited. Both players are looking pretty excited. I mean, uh, Trevor Walker was a player that I was going to mention earlier on, but it really, again, in a weird way, like the fields sort of silenced the haters in a way because a lot of people were very critical about him being the number one pick and not Aiden Hutchinson and other players, not Cameron Thibodeau, not Evan Neal, all sorts of different players. And he was number one pick and he, he really did spring onto the scene on, on in this Jags game and he, he did look really, really impressive. I think for me, my player, and it, it, it's, I've mentioned him already, but Gabe Davis, I just think Gabriel Davis is such, is such a great number two in that system. And he just provides that, that's something for Josh, Josh Allen. I know they, um, there was talk about Isaiah McKenzie's not quite the slot guy with, with Cole Beasley now not being there. And that was a really great dynamic having Beasley and Diggs. And it felt like Gabe Davis was the, the, the other guy in that in that trio whereas now it feels like him and Diggs as a tandem is just going to light this league up he could be for me he could be the best number two receiver in the league at the minute um alongside someone I think he's really that explosive I'm really excited to see what he can do this year moving forward uh with the Bills who I think are, are, are maybe on a, on a train to that AFC Championship Super Bowl but I've not been silent about that one one I, I suppose um Andrew Johnny thank you for joining me week one I mean, we, we're trying to get used to the NFL as well. I paused Johnny for what felt like ages a second ago on his mic, and it was only for seconds. But I, I was trying to pause myself. I so, feel so bad, Johnny. I do apologise. But we're trying to get used back to our podcast, I suppose, even though we've been doing it all summer. But there's going to be lots of shows for you this season. There's the main show on Tuesdays. We're going to be having the fantasy show on Thursdays. We're going to be having the show on Sundays as well, with the preview show. If you want, don't want to watch podcasts, don't want to listen to podcasts, you can listen to Go and have a look at Johnny's website, the Off Grid NFL website, where they have fantastic articles wrote by a whole plethora of really great um, writers over there. Um, lots of interesting stuff going on here at the franchise tag and at the Off Grid uh, website as well. We hope you'll join us every step of the way moving forward for the NFL season. I hope it's going to be an absolute cracker. I'm sure we'll enjoy it. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you check out Off Grid NFL as well. Until then, have a good rest of your week. Don't worry if you lost week one on fantasy. There's plenty more weeks to come and for your teams as well. Enjoy. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Johnny. Have a great rest of your week.